When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're never going to get this right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Trashy Divorces, everybody's favorite good podcast about bad relationships. And today, February coming in hot. We're doing a dumpster dive. Doing a dumpster dive. We do these on Patreon pretty much weekly, but whenever TD alums are in the news, we like to follow up. And that's all Dumpster Dive is. We talk about Dumpster Dive every single week on the main feed. Like, hey, if you join us on Patreon, you'll get these. But this week, so many Trashy Divorces alums are in the Dumpster Dive. Yep. We're making it the main feed. Yep. I guess we should introduce ourselves. Hey, I'm Alicia. Hey, I'm Stacy. <laughs> Welcome to Dumpster Dive for February 6th, even though most of y'all are going to get this on the 7th, February again, coming in hot. Stacy, I say we dive right in because yeah. there's just, there's simply too, too much. I If I see a dumpster... I have one reaction, and that is to dive. <laughs> Trash pandas unite. Okay, I'm going to start out mm-hmm. this week with the Grammys. Yeah. Holy cat, 16.9 million viewers, up 34% from last year's numbers. Really exciting. Lots of TD alums. Lots of artists. Lots of moments. Trevor Noah, I think, did a pretty great job, better than Joe Coy. Yes. Um, all the clips that I saw... Trevor Noah was fantastic. Lots of support in the audience. Lots of lady winners, which we love around here, but I'm going to bring up first previous TD alum, Billy Joel, who is not throwing away his shot to make new music. He has, for the first time in 17 years, a new single out, Turn the Lights Back On. He performed it at the Grammys. Miley Cyrus, previous TD alum, wins her very first Grammy. Congrats. Four Flowers, which mm-hmm. was great, Song of the Year, presented by TD alum Mariah Carey. It's hard to it's hard to untangle. There are just so many. It's a lot of fun. I do want to talk about the intern running the social media feed for the Hollywood Reporter, mm-hmm. previous American Idol contestant Fantasia Barino. Fantastically talented, so talented. She does a version of Proud Mary. The Hollywood Reporter Mm. decided to say Fantasia does, quote unquote, rolling on a river. Sure. Can we all just learn CCR and some of the amazing (sighs) songs? Proud Mary is actually the name of that song. It is. It is. Yes. Tracy Chapman. Mm -hmm. Holy cats. With Luke Combs doing her fast car. What a great song. A mortal song. If you are not aware of the genius that is that Tracy Chapman album, please acquaint yourself with it. It really is incredible. Apparently it went to number one on the iTunes charts yesterday. So I think a lot of people are suddenly very aware of what a just work of mastery and genius it is. Oh, it was such a good night for Gen X. Can I just say that? Like, 
It was a great night for Gen X. It was a great night for everybody. Previous TD alum. This is the <gasps> Joni Mitchell, mm-hmm. my girl, love of my life. Joni Mitchell performed both sides now to a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. Her girl, Brandy Carlisle, was there with her. Joni Mitchell won a Grammy. Her first Grammy win was in 1969. And this was her first appearance at the Grammys, right? She's never performed at the Grammys before? Not that I can remember. I don't have that info, but that sounds right. Oh, gosh. Annie Lennox, too, Mm -hmm. came and performed. It really was amazing. There was a funny tribute to Sinead O'Connor. I think she did the memorial for everyone we lost this year. I think there were names playing in that background. There was a funny tweet that I captured uh, between Tracy Chapman, Annie Lennox, and that Joni Mitchell sing-along on the couches. We are one closer to find away from all opening a woman's bookstore together. <laughs> the question here was, has tonight's Grammys been sponsored by lesbian middle age? That, it, that did seem to be the vibe. I mean, I, I only saw clips. We don't really do television. But yeah, that very much was the vibe that I saw both in clips and from my various feeds on social media. It was absolutely delightful. What a way to unify the world in music. I think music is the greatest common denominator. Sure, and your girl Taylor Swift. I'm holding off on it. Okay. I'm holding off because the Taylor Swift part of my story has become completely unhinged (laughs) since last night. So we're going to hold off on that. I do have one other little bit about music that I want to bring up before I toss it to you for another layer of the dumpster. Previous TD alum, my girl Melissa Etheridge, speaking of lesbians, she performed at the Music Cares event honoring John Bon Jovi this past weekend. We've talked about Melissa being the wingman you want to break in your back window and all that good stuff. Sure. I don't know if you know this. Melissa Etheridge is also a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. Makes sense. She's from Kansas, right? Correct. So (laughs) Kansas City and San Francisco are playing in the Super Bowl this weekend. Good luck to your particular team. Melissa Etheridge, though, did get interviewed and she's worried that Travis Kelsey could retire from the NFL to be with Taylor Swift. Here's Melissa's quote. I love that Swift loves one of my favorite football players. (laughs) I think he's an amazing human being and that they're a great couple. I'm just worried he's going to retire early to be with her. That's the one thing I worry about. (laughs) She theorizes it's never going to happen because all those guys are way too professional as she is to let anything be a distraction. I just thought that was really funny. Everybody's super invested in this Super Bowl game. Yes. That's my music news save Taylor. So I'm going to toss it to you because you have some more musical people in the I have some more TD alum music people. Britney Spears is who I'm talking about in particular. Britney, liberated from her conservatorship now for a couple years, I guess, continues to Britney. There are a lot of nude or very close to nude Instagram photos. It's all little, not to my taste, but. There you go. Uh, She is currently in the process of divorcing Sam Asghari, who she married shortly after the conservatorship. That's expected to be finalized soon. The story now, though, is that she, of course, has been shading poor Justin Timberlake, who is about to release his first new album, solo album, in six years. He did not want to be, you know, as you'll recall, she released a memoir last year called The Woman in Me. And this revealed, among a lot of other things, 
that during her relationship with him, she had an abortion at his urging because he was not ready to be a father. They were both in their early 20s. This has apparently caused drama in Justin's marriage because his wife, Jessica Beale, has taken flack from friends about like, oh, are you married to a monster? That kind of stuff. Seems like they've patched it back up. He just turned 43 and she posted a, a big, you know, splashy I love you on his Instagram. More recently, however, Brittany has apologized to, quote, anyone she may have offended with The Woman in Me, with her book. Okay. And she went on to say on Instagram, quote, I also wanted to say I am in love with Justin Timberlake's new song, Selfish. It is so extra O's good. And how come every time I see Justin and Jimmy Fallon together, I laugh so hard? Okay. Really nice, right? That's nice. Yeah. Take the W, Justin. Take the W. Oh, Justin never takes the W. Oh, but he could not. Yeah. So on January 31st, also his 43rd birthday, he had a show at Irving Plaza in New York City in which he told the crowd, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to absolutely effing nobody. And <gasps> no. then and then launched into Cry Me a River, his 2002 breakup from Britney song, which is widely believed to accuse her of cheating on him, etc. Britney then withdrew her apology, having heard that there were people talking <laughs> about her on the street. And, you know, according to Page Six's latest covering of this breaking news story uh, at the time of this writing says that Justin is considering a sit down with no less than Oprah Winfrey in an effort to rehab his image. His album, Everything I Thought I Was, is due out March 15th. Worldwide Tour is supposed to launch at the end of April. I shouldn't even say supposed to, like it is, barring, you know, cataclysm. This is, again, his first solo release in almost six years, so I can understand that he wouldn't want all of these optics, all this stuff overshadowing his, you know, the the launch of his new record. I just don't know if Oprah is exactly the venue that he's dreaming of for this type of maneuver. I don't know. Don't know how Oprah would handle all that. So that's my that's my first bit. Wow, Justin. Justin. You know, Justin's been brought up a lot recently over here in TDHQ as we have, over the month of January, mm. opened up for our listeners predictions. And you have diligently kept your spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's breakup predictions for 2024. We got a lot. And yes, Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel are not the, num not, not the top choice, but they're, they're up there pretty high. They're up there pretty high. I am the only person that has called mine, and I'm pretty excited about it. But I guess, Justin, do what you need to do. <laughs> Goodness. Okay. Late breaking news yesterday. Goodness. This is, it's just too much. Those Windsors are having mm. a very, very tough year. Let's go across the pond to talk about that particular dumpster. Yesterday. The news broke that King Charles III has been diagnosed with some kind of cancer. The statement from Buckingham Palace reads as follows. During the King's recent hospital procedure for benign prostate enlargement, a separate issue of concern was noted. Subsequent diagnostic tests have identified a form of cancer. His Majesty has today commenced a schedule of regular treatments, during which time he has been advised by doctors to postpone public-facing duties. Throughout this period, His Majesty will continue to undertake state business 
and official paperwork as usual. The king is grateful to his medical team for their swift intervention, which was made possible thanks to his recent hospital procedure. He remains wholly positive about his treatment and looks forward to returning to full public duty as soon as possible. His Majesty has chosen to share his diagnosis to prevent speculation <laughs> in the hope it may assist public understanding for all those around the world who are affected by cancer. Good statement. It seems like there was a lot missing out of that statement. It was an, I thought it was odd. I thought it was an odd statement. Well, you've given us a little bit. Thanks for communicating that little bit of news. But there's a lot more news that's missing from there. Our best to King Charles for his yeah, full recovery treatment journey. And, yeah. Yes. Which brings us to the Duchess, Sarah Ferguson, mm -hmm. previous TD alum, mm -hmm. married to the Duke of York, Andrew. Divorced from. Divorced from. Still well, living together. Still living together. They never really stopped living mm -hmm. together. Apparently, King Charles has said this week that it would be perfectly fine. He would give his consent if Sarah and Andrew remarried, which I... I <laughs> You Windsors, I got can't, nothing. Yeah, can't even keep up with these Windsors. Unhinged. Poor Sarah Ferguson. She has battled treatment for breast cancer over the last year. She has recently been diagnosed with skin cancer. So our best to the Duchess as well for your recovery process. This really is a terrible start of the year for this family because, of course... Princess of Wales, Kate mm -hmm. Middleton. Let's go ahead and get into this. Where, oh, where is the Princess of Wales? Kate Middleton has turned into the Shelley Miscavige of the royal family. The last time we saw Kate in public was December 25th of last year. Zero. Nothing since then. It is said that she celebrated her birthday January 9th of this year with her family, but there are no pictures. And Kate and Will really love pictures. They like to be photographed. They like to be out and about. They like to build up their image. It's just weird. It was announced January 16th that Kate Middleton had been hospitalized for some type of planned abdominal surgery, but none of her friends knew that was happening. Her children do not come to visit. Her family does not come to visit. The entire existing worldwide press is outside of that London hospital and Nobody sees anything except for Charles, who is in for his prostate enlargement surgery and Camilla visiting him. Kate stays there for a while. Everybody's talking about it. No updates, no pictures. And then it's announced she's not coming back on duty until after Easter. But neither is Adelaide Cottage prepared for her after treatment. And then Will is going to be out till Easter anyway, but all that changed yesterday because the press announced Will is back doing royal duties again. It seems like the royal family, after many, many years and many filing cabinets of many scandals, like we've got millennia of handling scandals, know how to cover things up. I will say I can imagine that if Will had previously been intending to be an at-home caregiver as his wife recovers stay-at-home dad to their little kids and then the king is diagnosed with cancer and can no longer do public duties for a while perhaps that forced a change in plans 
I don't think that's what's happening. So the international press, not Fleet Street, not the UK press, but international press has some very, very salacious stories going on around this, such as the most terrible, the Princess of Wales is no longer alive. Whoa. The Princess of Wales is perhaps in a coma. The latest, again, this is all speculation. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I don't know what I believe. We, we definitely have no insider knowledge of Buckingham no. Palace or any of that. I know they're lying. I just don't know about what. So international press is really sticking to the story that, in fact, Wills asked Kate for a divorce in December. And everything fell out from that point. Hmm. I think it's very, very, very suspicious. Like, all of my trashy alert sensors are on high alert. I do just want to bring this up very quickly. There were provisions for counselors of the state made under the Regency Acts from 1937 to 1953. This act decides who can stand in for Charles. If Charles is not available, because like you can't be everywhere for all your duties. Sure. So who else can do the sword knight people or show up and cut ribbons? So right now in the Rhoda, it is Queen Camilla and the four most senior adults in the line of secession over the age of 21. That would be the Prince of Wales, the Duke of Sussex, the Duke of York, and now Princess Beatrice, Andrew's daughter. Because Hmm. Middleton's out, Beatrice has gotten looped up into that. In 2022, the king asked Parliament to add his youngest brother, the Duke of Edinburgh, and his sister, the Princess Royal, as extra counselors of state so they can Mm -hmm. deputize for him if need be. And that's Princess Anne? Correct. Previous trashy divorces alone. And she's been the hardest working royal for decades, right? Princess Anne is a dynamite. Yeah, she's dynamite. This was fast-tracked into law. So it added Anne and Edward, siblings of Charles, to the list, but it stopped short of removing Andrew and Harry. However, the House of Lords heard only working members of the royal family would be called upon to act as counselors of state. This is all very interesting, keeping my eye on all the Windsor drama and what's going on. Everybody's got a different thing of the way it's breaking down. And the lack of news here is what is interesting to me as opposed to the news that we're getting. Can I ask you a question that I don't fully know the answer to? I'll try my best. So uh, Prince Harry has flown back to or is flying back to the UK to see his father. Correct. Following his cancer diagnosis. But Meghan Markle is not going. Does she just not go to the UK anymore? Meghan and the kids are not going. So there is a little bit of a hiccup. Again, this I just find this so compelling. Harry and Meghan have been able to go all over the world recently. The Bob Marley movie premiere Nobody leaked a word of that. They just showed up. They just show up places because their team apparently knows how to keep a secret. (laughs) The royal family put in this rule for Prince Harry that he has to give 28-day notice before he comes to the UK. When he's in the UK, he can only stay for a certain amount of time. Hmm. 
It's very, very unusual. So he is headed over. Yeah, they seem to have waived that rule for uh, today. To get him over? Mm -hmm. Again, all sus. All highly sus. But he's coming over. I think it'll be interesting to see how the details of Prince Harry's visit are perhaps leaked in a way in Fleet Street that they haven't been done in the press worldwide. I I will say I did see this morning that British Prime Minister uh, Rishi Sunak said that he has talked to the king, the cancer was caught early. I hope that's true. I mean, it. as far as I understand, because not a doctor, but like, you know, if you catch things early, prognosis odds just increase drastically. So hopefully that is all correct. Again, I find that what isn't being said in the mm-hmm. story is far more intriguing and interesting than what is being said in the story. I think now is probably a great time to take a quick break, hear from our sponsors. When we come back, you've got news on Brad and Angelina still in the courts. And I've got Taylor Swift. Yeah, you do. Unhinged. See you on the flip, everybody. Hey, Trash Pandas. When you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island, from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project, an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Oh, Brangelina. They never seem to go away. What's going on with those two? Oh my God, these people. I think they've been in court now for seven years. Wow. Wow. The divorce is over. Sure. But Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie continue to squabble in court in Europe and in California over the status of their $500 million French winery. I was about to say, is this about the vineyard? Yes. Give me a vineyard update. Chateau Miraval. So they rented... I think it was a three-year lease with option to buy in 2008. And then they exercised their option to buy. When they purchased the estate, they had a 60-40 split with Brad holding the majority of the shares in the estate. Then they married there in 2014. And Brad thought, or Angelina asked for, unclear, let's make this 50-50, baby. And so for the price of one euro... Brad transferred another 10% of shares to his new wife. Oh, well, that sounds very nice. Very generous of you, Brad. Mm -hmm. Yes, well, Brad now says that that one euro exchange is unenforceable. (laughs) He's been fighting it uh, in various courts. So the two of them owned companies. I mean, Brad still does. Angelina has since sold her shares, again, 50% of the winery, to the wine division of the Stoli Group, the vodka company. For now, a court in Luxembourg, and like, please explain to me why a court in Luxembourg is dealing, like, I looked it up, this is 
a vineyard in France. I don't understand how European court systems work. Anyway, a court in Luxembourg has found in a preliminary ruling that Angelina was not like in her rights to sell her shares without some consent from Brad. We don't know when... But they're her shares. I think the idea is that they had a verbal agreement that if either one were going to sell, that the other would offer... Anyway, it's a business-to-business thing. It's not really... It's not really a divorce thing, because again, the divorce is finished. They began their divorce process in 2016. They were declared legally single in 2019. They were continuing to fight about child custody Because even to this day, they have children who are under the age of 18, 21, whatever the limit is. The divorce was finalized last August, and I guess this is the last remaining thing between them. And again, it's functionally a business dispute between his company, which I think is called Mondo Bongo, which I kind of love. sure. And hers, which is now the property of the Stoli Group. And I don't know, man, these two should probably find a way to get out of court because that's that's too many years fighting with your ex. But I guess Brad really wants to be the majority owner of his French winery, even though he is he's embraced sobriety. Those two. I hope it wraps up for them soon. Again, this is too long to spend fighting with your ex. Well, I just that's an awful lot of attorney fees. Yeah, like. That's just that's just so much in attorney fees that I don't think you need. I did come across a great tweet this morning that just kind of triggers me on that, reminds me of that. I'd rather plan a $20,000 honeymoon than a $20,000 wedding. Can you imagine the vacation you could go on for $20,000? Oh, bucks so good. And all the memories and all the things you could do? Yeah. Like, why are you paying attorneys? <laughs> like, I, thank goodness for attorneys. We need them for laws and stuff. Yeah. But- You've been in court seven years, yeah, for goodness it's, sakes. It's, it's such a lot. Yeah, and she had filed, um, when he sued her about this stock sale, she then filed her like rebuttal to it, which included all of the allegations that the FBI had investigated him after that plane ride that, you know, he apparently became completely out of control on, and she alleges that he was physically and verbally abusive to her and to their children. And that is, in fact, what launched the divorce case in the first place. Sure. So I guess in the in all of this back and forth, he had been trying to get her to sign a non-disparagement agreement. Like, they would both sign non-disparagement agreements about each other. And she just blew it off to the point that when she filed her response to his lawsuit, she just included all of that. Wow. Just baller move. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Speaking of some baller moves... Mm. I had Taylor Swift just unhinged to that girl showing up at the Grammys. She did win album of the year for Midnight's marking Taylor Swift's fourth album of the year win. She did not hug Celine Dion on stage because Celine Dion has a no hugging writer. Every artist who potentially could have won was told do not touch Celine Dion. Who of course is dealing with stiff person syndrome, which sounds absolutely like terrifyingly awful. I can imagine that she was really needing to just be focused on like staying loose and mobile and all of that. Right. And Taylor accepted her award and Mm -hmm. went over to the mic and dropped. 
the announcement of her new album, The Tortured Poets Department. Now, I would like to think that Taylor Swift, maybe on some level, has listened to Trashy Divorces. We've covered her trashy breakups. We've covered a lot of guys she's dated in their trashy breakups. Mm -hmm. This album is dropping April 19th. This is the two-year anniversary of the breakup with Yogurt Boy. Sorry, Joe Allman. Well, the two... The anniversary of everybody finding out that Yogurt Boy was terrible and everybody dropped him on social. Also, April 19th is International Cat Lady Day. Mastermind that girl. (laughs) So, (sighs) there's this thing that happened when they were dating. And Joe had a WhatsApp with his friends, a little chat group. And it was called the Tortured Men Department. And Taylor thought that was kind of dumb. Kinda, I agree with her. The tortured men department. In fairness, that does seem to have come out of. Uh, he's an actor, and he was in a movie, and one of his co-stars started it, and it seems to be a reference to their characters, or that is how it started, at least. But yes, I can imagine that maybe Taylor Swift did not want her long-term boyfriend in any way describing himself as a tortured man. I mean, right? So Taylor announces the Tortured Poets Department coming out April 19th, and that's great. Then some somebody terrible leaked the track listing, which is really incredible. I'm going to get into it in just a second, because really it's like a trashy divorces soundtrack. But first, I want to comment on what a exclusive insider told the Daily Mail, one of Joe's friends, because Joe has a comment. Quote, Joe has said not one word about Taylor or their breakup and has been completely respectful of her. Oh yeah, really? It's undeniable that the name of her upcoming album is in reference to Joe's WhatsApp group chat. Taylor knocked him for the name of this when they were together. She didn't want people to think it had anything to do with her. So when he spoke out about it, she was, of course, bothered. The insider continues. Joe has no reason to believe yet that she's going to diss him or their relationship. Really, Joe? Really, Joe? You don't have any reason to believe that? Really? Hey, if boys don't want songs written about them, they shouldn't do bad things to me. Okay, continuing from the inside source. No reason. She has no reason to diss him. Mm-hmm. She writes about her past using code and points of reference. It may just be that she's reflecting on their time together and he is hoping it's nothing more. I bet he is hoping it's nothing more. If it is a diss album, that's shady. He helped her with songwriting on her past album, so it'll really come as a shock to him if she talks about their breakup as it is something he has not spoken about at all. Joe worked with Taylor Swift on 10 of her songs, including Exile from her eighth studio album, Folklore which won him Album of the Year at the 2021 Grammys. Maybe because she just needed you to do something else, Joe. Yeah, I I have thoughts about this statement already. Continue. The source finished. Regardless of what she does, he will still not respond because he has removed himself from her narrative and is very glad he did. Okay, Okay. just going to jump in Mm -hmm, here. And mm -hmm, again, apparently... mm -hmm. This whole dumpster dive, I'm just going to explain all the things that we are not. I am not a crisis PR person. (laughs) Your name is not Olivia Pope. But if I were, maybe, Joe, your statement should say, like every other Swifty in the world, I'm so excited about the new album. Can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Boom. 
Finito. Okay, so some Swifty, which is my still belief being a Swifty is the most fun you can have as a girl. It's a good fandom. Without going to jail. Like it's it, a it's a good fandom. It's a good fandom. Some Swifty released the track listing for the 17 tracks on the Tortured Poets Department. Let me go ahead and just break these down for you. Number one, Fortnite featuring Post Malone. Fortnite, also the name of a video game that mm-hmm. Joe likes to play. Number two, the Tortured Poets Department. Number three, My Boy Only Breaks His Favorite Toys. Wow. Number four, Down Bad. Hmm. Number five is a little song called So Long London. <laughs> and if you are part of the Taylor Swift universe, you know that track number fives have a lot of meanings to Taylor. Track number five, she's super into numbers and numerology, and I get that. Track five. Some of her track fives previously have included Dear John from Speak Now, All Too Well from Mm -hmm. Red, Delicate from Reputation, The Archer from Lover, My Tears Ricochet from Folklore, That Guts Me Every Time, Tolerate It from Evermore, From Midnight, You're On Your Own Kid. Number five, on Tortured Poets Department, So Long, London. My guess is we're about to find out what Joe did. Continuing on, number six is a little song called, But Daddy, I Love Him. Now, I don't know if you remember 1989 and the year The Little Mermaid came out and Ariel, But Daddy, I Love Him. Mm. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. I, there's so much to play with just from song titles. Number seven, Fresh Out of the Slammer. Wow. Uh-huh. Number eight, Florida, three exclamation points. This one's going to feature Florence and the Machine. Florida is like the breakup. There's there's something that happens there. Oh, goodness. Number nine, Guilty as Sin. Number 10, Who's Afraid of Little Old Me? <laughs> Number 11, this is the... uh. Trashy Divorces theme anthem forever. What are we going to say? I can fix him. That's exactly what it's called. I can fix him. No, really, I can. Song 12, LOML, which I think is love of my life, just very abbreviated. Number 13, I can do it with a broken heart. Mm. Number 14, the smallest man who ever lived. Yowza. Number 15, The Alchemy. Now, I kind of like The Alchemy just as a as an interesting topic. It makes me think about Gold Rush from Evermore. Something there, like her color play is so fantastic. Number 16 is a little song called Clara Bow. Number 17 is a song called The Manuscript. Now, I want to talk about Clara Bow for just a second, because I have a feeling Taylor Swift is going to do to Clara Bow what Taylor Swift did to Rebecca Harkness. Clara Bow, goodness, was one of the most popular stars of the 1920s. Fun, affable. She was overloaded with work and celebrity scrutiny and had lingering traumas of her childhood She was associated with a number of men off-screen. Her romantic life becomes the object of much hurtful speculation and gossip. 
she will eventually enter a sanitarium and have a breakdown. Clara also liked boys who were football players. <laughs> In the 1920s, Los Angeles was like a cow town. So the USC football team was like the coolest thing going. And Clara Bow made friends with the football team, had post-game parties at her house. This particular association makes it difficult for her to counter later rumors about her involvement with the team. I have a feeling we're about to know a lot more about Clara Bow than she's kind of forgotten, which is really, really, really kind of sad. Fascinating life, Clara Bow. Yeah, she's going to be less forgotten in April. I love that. <laughs> Taylor Swift, bring all the legends back. Oh, following up on your, this is apropos to nothing, following up on your Tony Hawk story from not too long ago, I saw this video. Tony Hawk really is the master I see him doing tricks on his board with a glass of milk in his hand. Oh, my God. Not spilling a drop. He's doing whatever. Alley-oops, double wheelies, 380 twisty pikes. Sure. No milk spilt. Okay. Unlike today's dumpster dive. Talented guy. Yeah, we do this every week on Patreon, pretty much. Typically, this happens on Monday, but Mm -hmm. that's kind of behind the scenes. Is that it? Is that all we... I mean, we have got so much more to talk about, but I think... That probably is the Mm -hmm. high level for Dumpster Dive today. Yeah, that's all I've got prepared. There's just been so many TD alums in the news lately, and we wanted to do a little brush up for everybody, follow up, where are they now? Switch it up this week. Yeah. If you listen to the main feed every week and you're like, what's a Dumpster Dive? Now you've kind of heard one. Mm -hmm. It's what we do every Monday. We are going to be back this weekend with the whole brand new story and Shout outs for our latest Patreon supporters and all the dish and all the hot goss. And we love it. And you and you being here listening and your support and telling your friends about us and your kind, awesome reviews. We can't thank you enough for joining us on this trashy, trashy journey. This is all true. Everything Alicia just said. True. (laughs) We may need to get a little bit more coffee. I think so. Yeah. We cannot wait to see you back this weekend. In the meantime, don't forget, if you're into trashy royal garbage, oh boy, we are in the middle of Edwina and Louis Mountbatten, (laughs) Lord and Lady Mountbatten. This week, we are going to get them married and onto their honeymoon, which is kind of legendary. For y'all who listen to Trashy Divorces, you'll like their honeymoon. It connects so many spider webs. Trashy Royals does drop every Thursday for you. And I think a lot of people are into the swans. Be Mm. sure to go back. That feud series, yeah. so good. On Done and Done, our episodes 99 to 118 focused in on Capote's Coterie, the swans, the women, the stories, all the the behind-the-scenes stuff. If you are interested in adding a little bit more swan knowledge to your own brain, Done and Done is the place to go back from last year to check those out, even though we're still doing new apps too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think that is everything. I think y'all. That's the biz, yeah. Until we meet again, we really want you to keep your hands clean. Mm-hmm. And to keep your hearts trashy forever and ever. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Big love. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, 
with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy y'all.